and you're listening to the Independent News Hour on WBAI Radio in New York City. I'm John Tarleton, Editor-in-Chief of The Independent, New York's progressive newspaper and website. You can find our latest news at independent.org. Our December-January holiday double issue hit the streets of New York a couple of weeks ago, and one of the major pieces we ran was a look at the burgeoning anti-eviction movement here in New York and across the country. The article is called Hurricane Warning from New York to California. Millions of tenants nationwide face a looming wave of evictions. Piece is by our longtime housing correspondent, Stephen Wishnia. Thank you for joining us this evening, Steve. How are you? Hi, John. How are you doing? Good. Always great to have you with us. Uh, Before we talk about your article, which came out just before Christmas, uh, can you fill us in about the recently extended eviction moratorium here in New York State that was passed by the state legislature just before New Year's? How long is it and what does it do and not do? It's called the uh, COVID-19 Emergency Eviction and Foreclosure Prevention Act of 2020. It was passed by both houses of legislature on the 28th of December and signed that night by Governor Cuomo. And basically it extends the moratorium on evictions for four months until May 1st. And it does uh, toughen it up a bit instead of people having to prove the previous law that was in effect exempted people from eviction if they could prove they'd lost income from the pandemic, which for a lot of people, such as freelancers or you know undocumented people who work off the books, was difficult. It was a lot of hoops to jump through. This one just allows people to file a form saying that they've lost income, they're suffering hardship, and it's under penalty of perjury, but the burden of proof is on the state. It's not on the tenant. So that's the main thing it does. Uh, it also exempts uh, people 65 or older or who have a health condition that would be worsened by having to move or who would be more at risk of getting COVID. And it also has a moratorium on foreclosures for uh, tax lien sales for small landlords, people who own, I think, less than 10 units. Uh, also, uh, it's not just for non-payment evictions. It's also for holdover proceedings, which is when the landlord wants you out for another reason. It does not exempt people who are being evicted for creating a nuisance, but it does exempt, say, people in unregulated apartments whose lease ran out. Uh, What it does not do, Mm -hmm. it's cancel rent. So people are still going to be, you know, pilot if they're not working or they're working for lower, less money than they were making, they're still going to have back rent piling up. And that's what, you know, people are talking about in terms of the hurricane that's going to hit or the tsunami or whatever is that you've got people with a year's worth of back rent you know, sooner or later, there's going to be a reckoning they can't pay. Uh, and that's why there's pressure from the you know, tenant movement and bills pending in Albany to, you know, cancel rent due, you know, that's been accrued during the epidemic. I, I take it that uh, Governor Cuomo has not endorsed that so far. Uh, no, he hasn't, although that, you know, may be one of the things that, 
you know, Democrats having a two-thirds majority in the state Senate might make a difference in, although it's a little odd, you know, before the 2018 elections, the state Senate was primarily the problem, you know, when it came to trying to pass stronger rent regulation laws the state Senate was the problem because it either had a Republican majority or you had the independent democratic conference and the assembly routinely passed really strong tenant bills that went nowhere in the assembly and that went nowhere in the Senate. And, you know, once the Democrats. And now it's been reversed. Senate, uh, all of a sudden the assembly was the one that was going slow, going slower. Right. It seems oh. like a, a game of uh, bait and switch. Um, so with the, the bigger picture nationwide, which you examined in your article, a federal eviction moratorium was recently extended to the end of January as a part of that big stimulus package that passed Congress also at the end of December. Um, but if that federal moratorium is not extended again before the end of this month, especially at a time when this uh, new variant of COVID-19 is spread, spreading widely, what kind of eviction crisis could we be looking at? here in the United States? Uh, pretty bad one. I mean, keep extending it, but, you know, for short periods. And like I said, sooner or later, you, you know, people are piling up back rent because they don't have the income to cover it. You know, sooner or later, you know, either going to have to pay it or get kicked out or something is going to have to be done to change that. Right. And for your article, you spoke with tenant organizers in New York City, Rochester, New York, Boston, Chicago, St. Louis, Kansas City, Dallas, Los Angeles, and Oakland. Uh, and what was your takeaway from these various conversations? And do you sense there's uh, more militancy among tenant groups uh, as this crisis drags on? Uh, I mean, yes. I mean, I think the more important thing is just that there's organizing in places where there really wasn't before, uh, you know, 10, 20 years ago, uh, you know, there was organized tenants maybe in Boston, New York, northern New Jersey, yeah, New York and the suburbs, including Westchester, northern New Jersey, Nassau, uh, San Francisco and the Bay Area, L.A., but not much in the rest of the country or upstate. You know, now there's organizing in Rochester, Albany. That's one of the reasons why we were able to get, you know, stronger rent control laws in the state in 2019 is because there was organizing upstate. So it wasn't just a New York City issue. It was a statewide issue because, you know, gentrification is coming to places like Rochester and, you know, with no protections, you know, people are getting evicted right and left. Um, and, you know, housing costs are becoming an issue you know, nationwide, uh, you know, and that, I mean, Kansas City, there is a, one of the things people organizing about this thing I wrote about where people, uh, the landlord decided to, you know, kick everybody out of the building so he could renovate. And when people asked for uh, the last two months rent free, because he only gave them two months notice, he told, texted them back, LOL. And he said, you know, the law only requires, I think it's 33 day notices. I gave you 60. You know, what are you complaining about? It only would, the renovation only would have raised the rent from like, you know, 600 
to 720. But if you're in a state where the minimum wage is 850, you know, that's a lot of money. So just housing costs have gone up, you know, way faster than wages all over the country. So it's becoming a big issue all over the country. And that's why you have organizing in places like Texas, you know, Chicago, Philadelphia. Right. Um, you know, not just in, you know, the big Eastern cities. Right. And, and I mean, one of the things that amazed me when I read that article, I mean, you, you noted that in Texas, uh, people can be evicted with as little as 24 hours notice. Uh, so you certainly see reasons for why there would be a, a increase in, in this kind of uh, organizing. Uh, we, we're going to have to wrap it up in a minute. But uh, for listeners who may be facing eviction, who may have gotten an eviction notice, uh, what information can you share with them in, in terms of uh what they should do in, in the hotline number that the Metro- Metropolitan Council on Housing provides? Uh, Met Council on Housing's hotline number is 212-979-0611. Uh, and they're open Monday, Wednesday, Friday, afternoons and evenings. I'm not, I don't exam- remember exactly what, uh, if they're open any other times, but that's 212-979-0611. Uh, housing Court Answers is also good, and they provide advice on what you're doing, you know, how to handle housing court. Uh, you do have to respond to an eviction notice. Uh, don't get scared off. It's just a message that your landlord is taking you to court. It doesn't mean you have to move out, but you do have to respond to it. And you can call Met Council or Housing Court Answers, you know, to find out, you know, how to respond to it, you know, under the circumstances of the epidemic. But, you know, don't get scared off. It's a bark. But if you don't respond to it, it automatically turns into a bite. So, and the other thing is that New York City has a recently enacted right to counsel program for people in housing court, and that's been expanded because of the epidemic, too. So you do have a right to a lawyer. Okay, that's really important to know. And that uh, URL for the Housing Court Answers is housingcourtanswers.org. Stephen Wishnia, Independence longtime housing correspondent, thank you for joining us this evening on 99.5 FM. All right, thanks a lot, John.